0: Hi everyone, this is an audio warning that this podcast was recorded whilst Storm Eunice and Storm Franklin passed through the UK. You may hear some wind noise in the background. Back to another episode of The Miles Driven with me, Miles. All right. Is that your introduction? <laughs> <laughs> not, not even your name this week. I'm oh, a mystery this week. I'm yes, spe- yes. a special guest. Yeah, special <laughs> guest. Sam, who's who's just all right. <laughs> um, today in the podcast we're going to cover off. Or Sam's going to have a chat about the Mars rover, which is quite interesting from a from an automotive point. But since it is rolling on four wheels, Sam in space. Yes. <laughs> And sticking with the space theme, I suppose slightly. Um, it's a podcast, actually, Sam. And I didn't really. We we knew we should have a chat about it, but we didn't really want to talk about Tesla because it's such a contentious issue. It's like when we approached the Formula One a few uh, in a couple of episodes ago, and you you feel that it's something you should be having an open conversation about. And when you see that so many people are closed off to it, you end up thinking we really really should do it. But again doing research for it, I was just amazed at how unwilling a lot of people seem to be willing, uh, unwilling people are to have an open conversation about whether Tesla's a good company, whether Tesla's not so great, whether it's overvalued, undervalued, whether they make great cars, whether they make rubbish cars, everything else. So we're going to try and give it a bit of an even-handed brush um, and and see how we go with it. But first off, um, Sam's going to take you to space.
1: I know. It's uh... fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I hope this isn't going to become a regular thing because we're going to run out of material very quickly.
0: What you you go into space? Or you could do Sam's update on the Mars rover. Just every, every week. <laughs> it's still moved, the same. It's moved another mile. It's still the same. <laughs> I actually, I actually watched something about the previous. I can't remember what it was named. Was the previous Mars rover that eventually died? As in, they it it, uh, okay. it did. It was sent up in. I think it was meant to go offline in two thousand and four. Right. And it lasted for years and, years and years and years and years longer. And eventually, a storm came along, and it dumped so much um, sort of dust over its solar panels that it was. And obviously, the, it was very very old. Well, you can do some research once while I'm. Go on, talking, go on. You can find out what the old one. Was What's called? your one called?
1: Curiosity. I'm not your one, but yeah, okay. Your yeah, curiosity. My, my Mars rover is called Curiosity. Yes, if I. Can I've find... got I've got a small group of people that help me with it called NASA. My employees, they just
0: give you a ring, do they?
1: Yeah, right. Know, if they ever need any advice or anything, and you do no, sort of I, give I, them the download. Weirdly enough, I actually saw this popped up on Facebook, um, and it spiked my interest just because it's something different. So I had a quick look into it because it was one of those uh clickbait article sort of things. Yeah, um, it was the, the article actually said curiosity to rip off its own wheels, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. Interesting, yeah. And um, it turns out so the, the Mars rover is obviously just a four wheeled rover um the wheels are made of aluminium, but they've they're all they are held together with these things called gausers or yeah, I think it's pronounced gausers so each wheel's got nineteen of them so is this to help it move on yeah, on, I guess that it sort of makes it the obviously it's to help it drive move version but if but you to, like, to yeah, help it go up some the of rough, the... the rough terrain sort of thing so these gausers um basically the company that build it, which is JPL and manage it they, they've they noticed that some of these things are becoming broken more quickly than expected.
0: So what was the do they have what was the expectation?
1: Do you know? So the projection was that at this period, I can't remember how long it's been up there, I think it's been there for a while, but they were projecting sort of maybe one or two would be broken. But we're really? currently at about three or four of them are broken, and it's okay. got a lot of dents in the aluminium, a lot of holes in it. But how long
0: has it taken for that to happen?
1: Uh, so it landed in 2012, so the 2012. last 10 years. Okay. Yep. So yeah. Um, so they just say it's it's worse than projected. I mean, it's not
0: a. I guess it's, have, it's not life
1: threatening. project.
0: No, I guess they have a, a five-year projection of ten years. Yeah. they just they're just right. noticing that the and, damage is yeah. ahead of where they
1: were projecting. Um. So I was just reading into it a little bit. Um. And it was saying that at some point, if they if they get to about twelve or thirteen of these things that are broken, the wheel has three sections as you go across it. So they'll perform a manoeuvre that they've called the twist and shout manoeuvre. Interesting. Where they'll basically ram it into a rock and the two interior sections of each
0: wheel will be ripped off. And it'll just have its exterior shell, if you like. And it's made to do this? This isn't something they've, they've designed whether, whether on the fly. Whether it's
1: made to do this or whether it's something it can do or the wheels oh, are just built in three sections. Okay, and they're it not, being, they're that not you being, can, being. You can rip two of them off. They're not being too clear on exactly. Yeah, I just thought it was quite interesting. Um, just a little interesting tidbit of news to have on the, the beginning. How, it's a bit different. Do you know how long it's supposed to, to live? So they, their projection was that 2034 would be when it was reaching the stage where it would need to rip, rip its own wheels off. Okay. And then yeah. after that, I think it's. It, it rolls on for as long as it can possibly roll on until the point. And at that point, I'm not sure there's a projection for how long it would last. I imagine there probably is, but they haven't released it in a statement. Okay. I just thought it was a,
0: it was quite an interesting little thing. So, well, I'll, I'll come back to you with, if you if you have any more information, you can add it in a minute, Sam. But the Opportunity Rover, which was that the one was the that was there from yeah. 2014, that was officially declared dead in 2020,
1: oh.
0: and. What it, Oh, so the two of them were there at the same time. They were and it was able they were the um were they near each other. Your one's Curiosity, huh? Um, yeah. Curiosity was actually able to take images oh. of uh So we're we're building friendships on foreign lands. Between machines. It, that that's the start of a um a sci fi movie, isn't it? Yeah it, it is. It's, uh, where it's not actually dead. So yeah, it well, comes well, back with a with an army to attack Curiosity. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah, essentially that it had survived several dust storms and what's finally knocked it out is there was one that was supposed it basically was so intense blackened the sky was the, the quote I've got here. And the the rovers actually can go into like a hibernation mode. So when this thing's gonna happen, they shut them down on our on our end, if you like, and they just sit and they wait to be um restarted, if you like. Oh okay. Um and Obviously, this has happened before, but the, at the time it was newer, it hadn't taken such a beating. Mars isn't exactly a hospitable place, which is why it's bizarre. It's hospitable. When it, you said hospital. Did I? It's no, definitely not a hospital. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, It's not the sort of place where you want to go and live, despite what some people may say about wanting to go and live there. But it's not. You'd, you'd, it's get, a, you'd get a bit of solitary life, wouldn't you? Certainly would, yeah. Um, Opportunity covered 28.06. Is it just... Is well, no, I, don't want to, I don't want to knock it, because that might be a lot, but 28 miles it covered. Well, I mean, it's quite a lot on a planet where we don't have any people. It's a good point, yeah. <laughs> um, 2004, that's what... So it was the the furthest of any um, of these type of... I don't want to call them drones, but rovers, I suppose. It's furthest of anyone that's ever been second place is the Lunokhod. Just quickly, Lunokhod. Um, while you're talking about
1: opportunity, did you know that opportunities expected primary mission life was
0: 90 days yes that's what i yeah. and it exceeded it by a factor of 57 yeah which was just <laughs> which incredible insane yeah. um so yeah the the longest after opportunity was the ussr sent up uh, a rover to the moon and that did 24.23 miles back in 1973 and it was Lunokhod 2 um We've got curiosity up there at the moment, like you were talking to that was two thousand and twelve to now it's done twelve point six two miles, so it's projected that it will actually cover a more more of a distance than opportunity in its okay. total lifespan, yeah, but it's sort of halfway there, nearly halfway there as as we we see it now but um yeah, it was uh, unfortunately a, a dust storm came along, it covered its solar panels, and they tried for several months to get it restarted um but unfortunately yeah they had to declare it. I think it was after seventy goes or something like that. They had to say no we we've tried everything we can, and it's it's not coming back so oh, that's a shame.
1: I was just having a look to see if I could um find the name Do you remember that like exploratory satellite that went out of the solar system? Oh, I can't remember the name of it no, I can't either I was just saying no. it's a, we've got a seem to have a history of things that are lasting longer than we thought they were going to last because yes. that wasn't supposed to go past pluto i don't think i think it was supposed to go to pluto well and that was it but it's now gone out of our solar system yeah
0: and it's, i don't know whether it's still like whether it's still going there's or... some martians somewhere that have picked yeah. it up and What's this it this bit of trash yeah. <laughs> um taking it back to our automotive podcast yeah, that we're back doing. to the back to the earth. Um, i was going to say that it, it's actually very true for a lot of machines because you think how many vehicles were built in the 1970s 1980s 1990s that are uh, still on the road today, yeah. even after all those years. And some of them that have been well-maintained and well-kept are in normal sort of driving condition. People use them on a regular basis. I just so, showed you, if you replace the parts that need replacing, it's a bit more difficult if they're on Mars, but if you re- replace the parts that need replacing, there's no reason things can't last. The, the interesting point, I think, here is that cars and all machines for for a period of time, was certainly on that thing of can how long can we make it last because we assume they won't last as long as we we can make them because that's where technology was yeah now we've got to the other side of the coin where there's planned obsolescence mm-hmm. so I was speaking to someone at Audi um about four or five years ago and we were just having a chat about the, the lifespans of cars everything else and he was telling me that. Um, Audi, from a from a dealership perspective, on the one hand, they don't expect to see a car after eight years, and after twelve years, it's it's not likely on their from their eyes that it's still on the road. Wow, that's considering how that's well built. Finite. Yeah, considering how well built a, most vehicles are today, but particularly something like an Audi, which is a premium product. So basically, anything pre twenty ten shouldn't still be on the road.
1: To, to the manufacturers, wise.
0: how they would see so the, it is the
1: that, S3 that we both really like, the old 8L that's 20 years old now, shouldn't yeah. there should be none according
0: to Audi's statistics or what well, they expect? What they, they expect they, they won't ever see what one. they expect. They know some will because they know some will be collected. Like, for example, that they're not that's saying bad, the, though, the I mean, R8s that were made in 2007 they they still expect many of them to be in people's garages. What but what percentage of the population are driving a car pre 2010? Yeah, I'd this say is the it's thing. quite a high. percentage the the thing is a lot of people bought i mean the land cruiser i just want to bring up toyota land cruiser toyota when they build the vehicle they plan for a 20 year lifespan okay it might even be 25 so i'm gonna say 20 is
1: is this like the we're talking about the the cockpit and the seats and as in the stuff that should last the
0: life of the vehicle as in for them they expect to see it in their dealerships being regularly maintained with just service with you know oil changes uh, air filters, cabin filters, Cam and belts and tyres, like, but yeah. that is it for 20 years. That's how they build the vehicle, that it okay. shouldn't need gearbox rebuilds, engine rebuilds, suspension uh, suspension struts, they probably expect to wear, but yeah. anything that is not a clear wearing part, like tyres,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, brakes, they don't expect to need changing, they build them in that way, and that's why Land Cruisers, when people make a comparison to Range Rover's, it's unfair, because... A Range Rover is a luxury product that is built with the off-road capability on a first and foremost because they know people are going to want to make sure it can do things. But then everything is the latest and the luxury side of everything. Uh, for Toyota, if they have something that they know last 20 years, that gets put in over the latest and greatest. And okay. Lexus then step in. Obviously, we don't get the, the big Lexus over here in the UK, but in the US... You can have the big uh, Lexus. Um, do you know what sound? I can't remember. It, it might be called an LX. Yes, potentially. I think I know which one you're talking um, about. And that's built basically on a Land Cruiser. Well, that is a Land Cruiser, but with different bumps and stuff. And they put a few more luxury bits in that. But a Land Cruiser isn't built to the same, in the same direction as a Range Rover, being that if to, to say we've got a four-wheel drive system that we, we know works. And then yeah. they have a new one. They will want to prove that new one beyond destruction okay. before they actually put it in because they want to make sure that person who drives that Land Cruiser isn't coming back in the next 20 years at anything, but can have my yeah, oil. Interesting. That's why people who aren't interested in cars, you have got a bit of money, they go and buy a Land Cruiser. Because uh, I mean, from my point, I think the idea that you, you know, people talk about the environment and everything else and they buy a new car every three years, Buy a yeah. car, keep it for 20 years, job done.
1: You, you, well, I think nowadays you probably could do that. Yeah. With, with the new generation of stuff, it's more economical, it's got all the stuff that you need, it's safe. Yeah, I think you could potentially do that. I think if you're going back to sort of the 2000s, maybe you probably wouldn't want that. I think But you least... could be saying in 10, 15 years, you could be looking at, for
0: example, the new Polo GTI mm. and saying, yeah, that looks a bit old, doesn't it? Yeah, what well, was going to say though? If you have a two thousand and four Land Cruiser today, I think you're driving around in that quite happily. Yeah, probably. I mean, your fuel economy is not going to be great. But... No, but if you've got a diesel that's doing thirty miles to the gallon, well, it's not. It's probably doing twenty five. But then, that's modern, what I'm saying about the newer EV... stuff. Like the new,
1: the newer stuff now is going to be doing sort of forty, fifty. Mm-hmm. If we're talking mm-hmm. about smaller compact cars. I'll oh, sorry. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're not
0: doing it. But if we're doing a direct comparison. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, your yeah, okay, it's a big a, bit... car, a big car does what a big car does, yeah, does not it? But you have to look at it against you've got new car kind of depreciation and everything else you're going through. Yeah, that's so, very true. Anyway, the the reason I wanted to bring up the planned obsolescence is because uh, from the beginning, the feeling that motoring journalists had initially when Tesla came out was a feeling of planned obsolescence. And that wasn't actually deliberate. It was just a case of the technology was moving so quickly that there was no way a Tesla could be built with the idea of this is going to last 10, 20 longer. Because... Next year, there was going to be more battery mileage. There was going to be more power they could get from there. Yeah. The innovation happened very quickly. So I'd give them a pass on that. The problem is that Tesla themselves don't seem that interested in long-term vehicle efficiency. And this was highlighted with a couple of things that I, I was researching just to see, you know, what's the highest mileage, Teslas and things like that. Because people who love Teslas, they love to, you know, they, they bring this up. There's Teslas with 200,000 miles on them, 300,000 miles. And I thought, well, I wonder I wonder how many parts that is. Is that just the one-off? Because there's a Range Rover out there that's done 300,000 miles. It's yeah. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Or is this more the rule that well, they all go that far? And what I found was that a lot of people who get to a certain mileage need a critical part of the car uh, change. And this isn't to knock Tesla. This was like any manufacturer and when they call Tesla for the parts they're basically told buy a new car and this is becoming a real problem because some of the bits that are breaking are not going to stop the car driving but they shouldn't have broken and they're going to affect your usage of the car yeah. and so this is where you can see there's a little bit of well I don't like I don't like that business model I like oh, Toyota's nice. business model for a Land Cruiser I think sell someone a really good product once and let them keep it and you know if they want to change it they want to change it but you've got them for life then usually yeah
1: as opposed to it's it just it's the same with phones and stuff i was going to say this is 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 designed to last because ironically you get a 24 month phone contract now but it seems phones are designed to last about 18 months yeah so that you have to live with you have to live with a the battery a battery going for yeah. six months, and then when you get to the end of your contract, you're like oh, I need a new phone. Yeah. this
0: is so bad. This really frustrated me because I had an iPhone previous to what I've got now, and I've had it for three years. Yeah, I mean you're an absolute warhorse with your phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know I'm, I'm, because I don't like buying new things. No, yeah. uh, I'm probably one of the, I'm probably one well, of those I don't guys like spending money on a phone. No, I also like my phone to work. Yes, and it's just annoying. I, I will take a bit of not working if I can edge out a bit more.
1: Well, life. you change the battery in your. It was in your old iPhone. Yeah, it is. And then somehow the uncovered lithium-ion battery that was defective
0: and oh, be- ended up, ended up under, the, under the seat of my van for about six months. I think you said you could take it to a, to a disposal place. No, you those... did. You said to me, oh, we I said to, can we go to this take...
1: place with the batteries? Yes. And you managed to drop that down the back of the seat. And then when I said to you, mate, what's
0: this? I've just found it in the van. You're like, that really shouldn't be in your van. No, uncovered. because, <laughs> because it, I think the small area of the battery would and torn and I was like blimey that that could have started a fire in yeah. your that was when you had your van yeah um, you know the most expensive car I've owned yes anyway <laughs> yeah we'll <laughs> um, move on from that shall we yes uh, th- th- I think this is co- what's come into it and f- for me I've probably been accidentally environmentally conscious because I, I just don't like buying new things yeah I'll, I will buy By used you have got a car at the moment <laughs> so. no at the moment no not at all Um, but I'll buy used over buying new because I'm just like well I'd rather save the money and I don't care if someone's had it before me I know i can clean yeah. it and you yeah. know Wherever else. Now, with when it comes to electric vehicles, I understand that unlike something you know, a diesel land cruiser that has been bought by the UN will still will still work in hundred years probably because yeah. it, it just is a mechanical device. Batteries in the current state of technology they're in, they are not designed to last for well, a finite lifespan, haven't they? And this is one of the things I want to stick to this point first off really really frustrated me that i have said to you sam and i've made it clear on this podcast that i own a few shares in aston martin i bought them just because i liked the formula one team yeah. i don't own shares in any other car company i've never owned shares in any other car company it's just lawrence stroll and i accidentally on a previous podcast said lance stroll <laughs> um i didn't pick up on that lawrence, lawrence stroll bought force india And when I heard Aston Martin was returning to the sport, I just was like, I'm so happy about that. I'm going to go and buy some Aston Martin shares. Because of that, I don't comment on this podcast or to anyone that I'm talking, uh, if they say, oh, supercars, what do you think? And I'll say, look. Except me. Except you, (laughs) because if you went and bought an Aston, I'd just be happy that you bought an Aston. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But because of that, I won't push an opinion on people. Because, for example, if, if I did have influence with someone and I said, buy a new Aston Martin DBX, I may think it's a great car, but actually I'm financially incentivized to do so. And if you are, you should shut up. Yeah. End of. If you're financially influenced to sell a product and you're online, you shouldn't be saying this is the best thing ever unless you have a personal experience with the brand and you can say, actually, this is the reason I have it. Not so that you can make more money. That really gets my goat up. I don't like it that you see these hordes of people that are willing to attack anyone because they have a financial interest. And I feel this for motoring journalists from the people that had the early ones. Motoring journalists are used to the Ford and Chevrolet crowd. Yeah. You know, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, because they love it. But you know what? I've been in very rough pubs and bars and this sort of stuff, and particularly when I was in Australia, where you are Holden or you are Ford, cut down the middle, (laughs) your blood will bleed a certain (laughs) colour. Those same people, if they work together or they were having a conversation somewhere or we'll have a very pleasant conversation, even about cars, the BMW Mercedes or BMW Audi, it's the same thing. You can have a great rivalry and love a brand, but never have I witnessed the hatred of any bad review on one car. I've, I've seen a little bit when it comes to certain prestige brands, but it is, it pales in comparison to what, people online have done with Tesla. And I'm not saying it's everyone that likes Tesla. There is a batch of people that have decided they're gonna attack all motoring journalists if they don't say this is the best car in the world because they're financially uh, incentivized or they love Elon Musk. Well, fair enough if you do, but you, you shouldn't be attacking a motoring journalist for giving an honest opinion because if someone buys that car because that journalist said it was a great car and it isn't, then it's on that journalist. And that's not a great feeling to have. If you've if you've said to someone this is a car you should own, and they go out and spend their hard-earned money, that we're talking about fifty thousand, yeah. and Tesla's come down in price a little bit, but say forty-five thousand for basically a base model. If someone's worked hard for that money, or they've got a finance package and they've just stretched to make it, and it is nothing like it's been described, that's unfair on them. And I think a lot of journalists have been are taken aback by. How much they've just been, you know, mudsling at them. If they've said anything apart from, wow, this is amazing, and to the point now, where a lot of new Tesla reviews, you can't, you can't really find people that will say,
1: meh, I don't like You're not it. Not going to get an honest review. They, they
0: have to preface it with, I own one, you know, yeah. or I've driven this for six months, or I've got nothing against the company, or I don't own stock. Do you know? I, I've never known a motor journalist own stock in any company. No, because they love the cars; they don't
1: they care about the financial I think, side of it. I really. think the key point you said is they're getting a lot of hate online. Yes, and I think you can't you can't get away from the fact that this. I think Tesla is intrinsically intrinsically linked with the problem of social media.
0: I think you might be right.
1: Yeah, and that's because, not to because say, they, I'm not saying that either of them are inherently bad.
0: No. I just think
1: that it's such an easy platform to be. Social media is very tribalist. Yeah, you you either belong to a yes or a no on a subject. There is no. We we seem to have lost that middle ground of well, all right, I see where they're trying to come from, but actually this is an issue, and then the other people going, yeah, do you know what it is an issue. I'm not bothered by that issue, so I'm going to continue liking this it. This is a really good point. If you now. don't want to like it, that's, your f- that's fine. You don't have to. We, we, can, we can have different opinions, but still talk to each other. Whereas on social media, it's, oh, this Tesla's not great. What do you mean?
0: You don't know anything about what you're talking yeah. about. You're this, you're that. Or you're, you have, you're a short seller of this. I mean, that was one of the yeah. funniest yeah. ones. I, it's I, all a conspiracy. <laughs> you're trying to do this. So it's, it's a journalist. Late, come on. That had to go out and reach out to other journalists and to other people to understand what he was being accused of. Because, exactly. right. because it, 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 it had,
1: tells you all you need to know. Because learn. he
0: had no idea what short-selling was. And if unless you are financially astute and aware of how yeah. the stock market works... I mean, just, I, would,
1: I wouldn't. I mean, I do now because I know you, you've explained this to me over time. But the problem is, the people that were accusing you of that probably also don't really understand. No, this they just... Not know. all of them. Somebody
0: said it and they've gone, oh, yeah, well, I read about this on Facebook. So, yeah. yeah. Or most, I saw this on Twitter. Most, if not all, motoring journalists do not have a financial interest with companies and people who don't believe that don't watch for car reviews, don't read car magazines and never, ever come back into this world. Because if you really think that there is a conspiracy of car journalists who are making huge amounts of money from giving good reviews here and bad reviews there, you, you, you've you just lost the plot. This has never been what car review is about. Now, there's been some problems with the influencer issue of YouTube yeah. and, and car brands paying too much money. For the most part, I think that's left the scene. Yeah, that's when you get into the social media side. That's when YouTube is a social media, isn't it? But that doesn't take away from... Tesla has moved the game forward on electric cars. The cars themselves have delivered on what for decades we were told we could not have. Oh, yeah, of course. Big range, power, and for the most part, reliable transport that you could own as your own vehicle. So there is a part to say... We're we we're, we're sort of separating off here to say, their Tesla have built some bad cars. I've been in them. Yeah, they that you just get in them and you think, how much was this? This was this much money. What have you got? Oh no, it's great because it's this. It's like, it's not. It's just plain and boring. Like what did you own beforehand? Yeah. I, and I had a conversation with someone who was a big Tesla fan, owned lots of the stock, and they they said, I, I only want to buy a Tesla. I said, Have you ever driven um, a Mercedes AMG? Have you? No. They and they didn't want to. And I said, Well, the thing is, I understand there's cars I've wanted to own and Of course. If and if you're not, into that sort of car as well. Hundred percent. But you really should if if we're having a car conversation you at know at least be open to the conversation. Yes. And all of a sudden I realised we weren't having a car conversation. We're having a Tesla conversation. We were just having a test and I and I was a bit taken aback and I said, But what about the interior? you know, Oh, it's brilliant. What, do you know when they got the screens for Teslas, they, they said to them, they don't have a, uh, the company that provided them said, we don't have a screen the size you want that, is, um, that has been tested for vehicles. So Tesla said, no worries, we'll just put a regular consumer one in. Now, as it happened, the regular consumer item that was not designed to be in a bumping car lasted quite well. That's not an attitude of a car company I want. And this is why I not again, if they're not going to do extensive testing on it themselves before they And not if they're gonna stand if they're not gonna stand by long term warranty claims. If someone ten years down the road says the screen has failed, bearing in mind everything happens through the screen, yes. which is again an aspect of a Tesla that would put me off because I don't want to control everything through the screen. And there's a couple of um reviews that I've read where people have said the problem with it all being through the screen is You're constantly going through menus and interfaces and all this sort of stuff. And again, it is literally everything through the screen as well, isn't it? Yeah. And again, this depends on which Tesla you've bought, which Tesla age you have and everything else. But this isn't a Let's Bash Tesla uh, podcast. And that's why we've, we've written it as we really didn't want to make it because we knew we were going to try and have an open conversation about Tesla's. But unfortunately, the second you've said one thing bad, you're bashing Tesla. You you hate what? progress and everything. The else. The problem also is that we're you're tr- we're trying
1: to explore the avenue of our opinion, and the opinion is that the opinion is the question of is Tesla the saint like brand it's it's projected to be, or is there sort of a a darker undertone to an extent? To an extent from not not saying they're trying to comp people. I don't want anyone to think we're no, again no, like no. you said we're not bashing Tesla, yeah. but. It's us asking the question as impartially as possible: Is Tesla this saint-like company, saint-like company? or is there is is there something they're sort of getting away with, something they're sort of muddying the waters a little bit here and there? Well, certainly, like you said. But sorry, just quickly, I just yeah, go on. you were saying about this ten-year this ten-year warranty, and this is completely off automotive, but I've I've worked somewhere where they were installing um, resin driveways. Oh yeah. And they were offering a 10-year guarantee on the work. And you sit there and you think, well, hang on a minute. 10 years of a car driving over and over and off it, off it, on it, off it, on it, mm-hmm. off it, on it. It's going to slowly degrade. What when someone comes to you in nine years and says, well, I've got weeds growing through my drive, you said that would never happen. Also, it's starting to pour water here where my car's been constantly parked every day for 10 years. Yeah. I want you to rip up my driveway and replace
0: it. Yeah, are you standing by your way? Of course you're not going to. This is a the problem. Then don't offer 10 years. I, I I have to say, Tesla weren't offering 10 years on that. I'm just saying that if a 10-year yeah. claim came up and you know prior to making it, right, then okay. you should be standing by it. And this is where issues have crept up. And, and again, this is just us calling a car for a car. When BMW do this, when Ford do this, we'd be the first person to say, I can't believe they've built something ridiculous i mean kia mm-hmm. offer
1: a seven year warranty they offer
0: a seven year warranty yeah. and i can tell you or a hundred thousand miles i think there's usually a mileage, yeah yeah but i can tell you that kia they stand by that warranty
1: yeah but, because they know i mean it's it's one of their usps it's what they lead with on their adverts yes if you're going to have it on the side of your dealerships yeah people are going to know kia seven year warranty and so
0: i think the one of the issues that have come up with tesla is that they're they're very keen to sell another car yeah. Because that that's they've been driving to get profitable, which is fair enough. They're a company. They're trying to, to operate in a in a capitalist country. Obviously it's not a capitalist world. We've got a very mixed world of different so socialists and a few communists out there. <laughs> <laughs> but they're 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 operating in the country that, that works in that way. That's fine, they want to try and make money. What you have to be careful of is if you're on selling on an environmental issue. And then pushing people to, to keep buying new cars, that doesn't really, the two don't seem to add up to me. But if the car is a good product, someone is going to get it used anyway. This highlights an issue of one thing Tesla do fantastically is the battery degradation across a large number of tested vehicles now is nowhere near as severe as some people projected. So that, big tick for Tesla. Uh, the range is incredible. The fact that they now selling cars that have a genuine 300 mile range as in mm-hmm. you can not we claimed you can and then you can a genuine we said it could probably do more than that but actually if you get in your car and you do that drive between our superchargers uh you you'll be well you previously were free motoring I think you really want to pick that up Sam that now you're not free motoring because I think if you bought a newer one you don't get the free
1: access to the superchargers yeah I, I again I'm <laughs> I'm kind of contradicting myself because I did actually see this video that gave me this little bit of information on Facebook. Okay. But I then looked into it a little bit. And this chap was saying that basically he had a Tesla and they sort of reneged on the this free supercharging thing. This was in America, by the way. It's yeah, not, okay. This wasn't in England. I asked you about it earlier and you had some more information on it. It is the LX, by the way. That Lexus I was talking about okay. earlier. <laughs> it is <laughs> the LX, yeah. I come back, back to that actually <laughs> Yes. Go on. Um. But yeah, uh, was there not some sort of deal... When you bought a Tesla, that you could use their superchargers for free.
0: Yeah, I think there was sort of a a, a timeline on how many years you would get it, and then you could extend it or something like this. But it's sort like, of now again different countries did It Sort of things. disappeared, sort of quietly. Yeah. under the radar. Again, this is something Volkswagen are now doing with their electric cars that for the first five years, if you buy a new ID three, yeah, you get five years of charging at their Tesco right okay. uh, Volkswagen. But are they going to uphold it for five years? That's the question. And the difference is... What can you do if they don't? Well, if you're a like, legacy automaker like that, then you're going to have a huge tort uh, lawsuit come against you. I, I feel like VW are trying to, will probably honour that because they'll want to avoid any... They don't want the bad press. They don't want any more bad press. <laughs> no. With Tesla, the, the odd thing for me is... And again, if you, I've tried, I tried to approach people, unfortunately online, because it's a big world and I can't go and walk up to every person. But I wanted to understand, well... There is some bad press coming out with Teslas and people seem to sort of bluff it off and say, oh, well, it's not a big deal. But actually some of it, I mean, there's been a manslaughter to charge because of some of their technology for self-driving not working. Um we, we have to take that very seriously. And the people that, and this is why I say I don't like it, if you, if you are financially incentivized to talk about a company, you should either make that very clear. Yeah. Like, as I say, if I say Aston Martins are great now, people can say that with a pinch of salt because... I'm, yeah, I, if everyone bought one, I'm financially incentivized. You know that there's a there's a law on say Instagram and stuff
1: that if you're advertising stuff, you have to. Put you have to ad make it clear, and you yeah. have to make it clear in the video or in the in the tag descriptions and stuff. So if you're advertising someone to and you're trying to incentivize someone to buy a car, you should have to say,
0: "Oh, Tesla have paid me to do this," or "This yeah. person has paid me to do this." So again, um, driving dynamics of a Tesla, depending on which one you have. Uh, actually very comparable to the BMW 3 Series, uh, the Mercedes E-Class. They they have really stepped up their game, especially in the last few years. But going back, unfortunately, I I hate to keep doing this because I thought, again, I'll step online and just say, look, what about when Elon Musk says this about the company? What do people think about that open and honestly? So since 2014, in every single every single end of year meeting, he has said full self-driving will be here next year. And he so said it not, for the last eight years, not as like a running joke of, oh, I said it last year, I'll say it again this year, as in it's going to happen. It is never happening that fast. And he is basically ignoring all of the laws that would restrict people and saying, well, my company will provide it. It doesn't matter what your company provide. If I went and took a Tesla down to to the road just outside of my house, and I drove without my hands on the steering wheel, uh, without my feet on the pedals, and looked at the ceiling. And Mr. Police Officer saw me. I'd be getting. It might stop you. I'd be getting three points for driving without due care and attention. And and if I said, oh, but but on Musk. Might be getting more than that, to be honest. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it may well be. Um, but uh, if I said, oh, Mr. Musk said to me that my car's fully self-driving now, so it doesn't matter. He's like, no, laddie, the law applies to you. Yeah. So countries are not just going to click their fingers and in some of the towns and cities they've trialled this in, the trials have been ended because the the town said, actually, we don't want to do it anymore. We've had incidents, we've had accidents. And it, I'm not knocking Tesla because Volvo are also involved in this. Yeah. But you don't say it then. I don't see other legacy automakers saying, we're bringing shelf Driving out next year because they know it would be a lie. And so why 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 push that when actually... It is bizarre because the product for Tesla has got good enough now that you should be able to sell it on its on its pros. And unfortunately, yeah. what's happening is the hype machine. I mean, oh, I don't really want to talk about their stock, but their stock market value is obscene. They're worth more than every other automaker put together. How any automaker is worth more than Toyota? And I'm not talking all or, or Volkswagen. Uh, because th- those are the two people that sell the most cars and they sell some pretty profit-making cars as well across the world. So if someone said to me that someone's just worth more than that company, I'd say they must be doing really well. To be worth more than both is incredible. Tesla, they, they don't even have the, the range of vehicles. They promised a Cybertruck, then they said it's going to be delayed. It's going to be delayed now for another two years. There's a lot of broken promises. We Even extending to other brands that
1: are linked to the company. So, for example, SpaceX. Oh, yeah. SpaceX was started in 2002. SpaceX said, Elon Musk said, I will be sending ships to Mars in March 2022. thousand and twenty-two." I'm it's got not, till next month. I'm not seeing much progress in them actually
0: sending anything to Mars. So next month on the even podcast. Even that tester that he's got yeah. circling the Earth. Coming up next month sam makes a red-faced apology on the podcast to as elon elon musk musk, directly yes. yes as elon it, musk builds a house on yes. Mars. What, what i just find odd is you don't need to yeah of course that some of this is bluff that people just expect you know car manufacturers are known course, for doing yeah. this and there's all these you know oh a car manufacturer has set up a test that they can win and they haven't cheated but they they've set it up in such a way that you look yeah. at it and you think well that's pretty incredible but it was on the right tyres with the right, you know, this, that, and the yeah. other that was done to it. It's got a special fuel. Yes. Start. That's different to saying this is going to happen and just people who are either incentivised or who love the brand peddling it and saying anyone saying anything else is a liar, a cheat, and a short seller or hates them for some irrational reason.
1: Look, and Unfortunately, like we have to keep saying we're not bashing Tesla because, you. Well, unfortunately, when you mention Tesla, you have to mention it every five minutes if you're saying anything that's not incredibly positive. Well, because otherwise people are just leave some point, abuse. Yeah, at some point, you've got to call a spade a spade. You have. And all these
0: things have been promised and they haven't been delivered on. No. And so this is where it becomes a bit problematic, especially when you're talking... And I think this is the crossover between the tech world and the car world. And I think some people don't quite understand it. In the tech world people are always promising the, the brightest tomorrow when actually uh, that's not how the car world works and for us petrol heads or gear heads or whatever you, you call yourself in different countries that's not that that's not where we're used to so when someone walks into our house if you like and brings a tech mentality in it's going to be loved by some people but universally it's going to have some some challenges you, you have to respect where you are and if You're talking to people that love cars, you've got to understand if you say this is this, then it has to be that. This is why Volkswagen got such a beating when it was come out, they cheated. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, I can't, you know, there's so many gentlemen's agreements that happened in car, you know, in history. Japan had the restriction on horsepower, that there was a little bit of tiny. Our engine could actually have 400 horsepower, but it's limited to the, the Japanese limit. Yeah. Or German cars saying, we're all going to limit to 155 miles an hour, yeah. but we could do 190 if you take the limiter off and all this sort of stuff. That's the general way the car world has worked. Now, of course, it helps sometimes to disrupt it and to bring in some fresh eyes and some fresh legs. And But don't do it with lies. Don't do it with uh, claiming that this, that, and the other is, is going to be happening. Just say, look, I've got a good product, I've come up against this, that, and the other, and actually, in testing, we're bringing more range and more this and more that. Now, the other thing I'd bring up is that legacy automakers, Audi, Porsche, Mercedes, they were never, ever going to take this lying down. No. So anyone who thinks that the reason that Tesla is worth so much money today is because they are the future of all cars everywhere, needs to go and drive, an Audi e-tron Well, that's the thing they've taken the time to actually invest in something they know is going to be as good if not better yeah. and and the interesting thing for me is that why can they not because I mean Tesla's been out long enough for them to be ripped apart by the engineers of these big companies yeah. they still aren't promising or even delivering on the range and that that makes me think wow Tesla if, really if, must if be Audi can't well this is the yeah. thing you either you, you fall down two lines you go wow Tesla must be a decade ahead because if if Porsche yeah. won't promise the same um, uh, the same range, or when Porsche say it, Porsche deliver it,
1: maybe Elon Musk has gone to Mars and he's found a new compound that you can make batteries out of. Possibly. Maybe that's why he's promising. Well, this is all another
0: because yeah. he actually can deliver on his yes. special new Mars material. Yes. If he has, then he's sold the issue of all yeah. electric cars, which is that once we dig out the raw materials. We haven't got enough to replace all the cars. on Yeah, we're the not going to move to Mars. Mars we're just going to dig up Mars um, and bring it back. This is a, another thing I wanted to pick up, and it was a news story that, again, I tried to approach a, a bit of an open forum, not saying, you know, I'm Mars from the Mars driven and I want to talk about this, just an open forum. I thought, let me see what people have to say about this and maybe it's been... Because, of course, things could get blown out of proportion. And actually, maybe Tesla is delivering amazingly... And yep. people are just looking for bad news stories because that happens to every manufacturer. This was a story. Uh, one guy had not been able to. He, he basically Tesla would not refund him for a a service. You have to have a subscription service each month. He got the car, used it three times, then it had to go into the to the workshop. It was brand new okay. vehicle, cost him one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, and it spent seven months there. Wow! And they had charged him for all seven months of his subscription. And when he called up to say, um, sorry, but appears you're still charging me for this. Uh, now I know what happens if that car was uh, let me pick a brand we haven't mentioned so far. Um I don't, I don't I'm trying to think of one that I haven't because I've done all the German ones. Skoda. Skoda. Yes, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's funny. Um if you had a Skoda, you took it to the dealer after three days, yeah. and you had it on finance, not a subscription service for some heated this or that yeah, or whatever, yeah. and you didn't get your car back for seven months. I'm assuming you, they wouldn't charge you. They they, they would refund you the yeah. seven months, and they would say it with an apology. Yeah, they carried on charging him his finance, and then they said you got to pay for the subscription service. And when you know he didn't he just because he'd been told it'll be fixed by next week, he had left the subscription service running. Yeah. They said to him it's his fault, they're not refunding a penny. And it's their policy to never refund a customer. Oh, that's a good policy to have, is it? I, I was got when when that came out, and of course people said, Well, it's his fault, he should have cancelled it, and he said, I like Tesla. This is the second one I've owned. Yeah. So I assumed I was going to get it back next week. So I was why told would I not yeah, I why, why thing. Why wouldn't I trust the Tesla Centre that I picked it up from? Yeah, so what I, I don't want is to get it back and not have what I'm supposed to be subscribed to. So seven months pass of next week, next week, next week, he's been charged something like $3,000 in this time for the subscription service. He calls and says, look, I haven't been able to use it because you haven't provided me the vehicle. He's yeah. not asking for the finance money back. So he's been charged um all this money. And he's just calling up to say, look, I just want to be reasonable. This is my yeah, second or third Tesla. Um, Can I get a refund for this, the subscription service? No. Why? And when he explains, you know, they said you should have cancelled it. And he explained... Yeah, I would have if someone had said I wouldn't get my car back for seven months. Yeah. If you'd said it would take a month, I would have cancelled it. But people said a week, then they said tomorrow, then they said two weeks, then they said one week, then they said two days. And at a certain point in that time frame, you think, well, it's definitely going to be next week. Now. So they ended the call with him telling him, no, you're not, we're not doing a refund. That's poor service. And mm-hmm. I can't imagine um, any of the brands that charge $130,000 for their cars would do that. The second one was there was a known issue that Tesla had an issue with the motors that control electric seats moving forwards and backwards and up and down and so instead of trying to fix the problem and sort of issuing a recall and saying we know we've got a problem with, with a batch of these motors come in we'll fix it they said we're going to put a software patch in that limits the frequency which you can move the seat around and this is where I got really I just I couldn't believe people were claiming this on one side people said that's Embarrassing from a company, and on the other side, the Tesla defense was: it's not embarrassing. People, why? Why do I never move the seat in my car? So why would anyone do it? People are doing it. They're an idiot. They're wearing the motor out. I'm quite a lot taller than my partner. Every day, if we use the same car, we'll move move the seat. We'll move the seat for. And many cars have now memory seats, so that two people who are two different heights or body sizes can. And so every time you get in, in fact, for some Mercedes. And some of the other the luxury car brands, the seat moves to your remembered position okay. every time you step in it, and it removes back when you get out. So this for so the steering wheel. So That's it's easier common. for you to get in. That's good. And then once you sort of sit in, put the seatbelt on, it remembers where, how where you're you comfortable are, yeah. and where. The ste- so these things are should be designed for every single time to be used. Yeah, and for people not to want to have a reasonable thing of yeah, you know. At this at this price, point, the company's done a bad thing. Yeah, they have.
1: That doesn't mean that all of their cars are bad. No. It doesn't mean. It that, doesn't mean Tesla's the worst brand in the world. It just means yeah, this is a bit rubbish. They should probably sort that out.
0: Yeah. End of. End of. Yeah. And, done. And you can have a fair and open conversation on yeah. that. But it appeared in this case, I just was caught. That one really caught me out because I thought I can understand people saying, "Oh, people bash Tesla for this reason," and and people want to bash Elon Musk and whatever else. Well, I'm not really interested in Elon Musk. Just like I'm not really interested in the guy who's the CEO of Stellantis or BMW or yeah. Ford. They. I'm just, I have no real interest in CEOs. I have a big interest in mechanical objects and cars and yeah, exactly. whatever else. And Sam and I could sit here and talk until the moon eventually goes off of its orbit yeah. about anything that's, you know, wheels like planes, cars, boats, whatever. But I'm not interested in talking about a bloke who runs yeah. a car company. He might be quite interesting. i could probably talk with him for five minutes about... But that's it. So to think it's, oh, well, because you hate this person. I've got no opinion on Elon Musk, and I've got no opinion on his company outside of the the things that I understand to be true. So why not just accept that? And why not just accept if someone has some bad press, move on? Yeah, exactly. Just accept it and move on. I think that's the whole thing. And try and fix the... the issue if it's an issue. Yeah. Don't have this attitude of, well, it's your fault and it's this person and that. And that, that, sadly, I think, comes from having some financial um, incentive for you to say good yeah. things. I think it comes from people have got this otherworldly idea yeah. of, of a person. And that's fair enough. That happened with Steve Jobs at Apple. You know, That's why people have all Apple products, because of Steve Jobs, and because yeah. he was seen as a visionary. Well, that's fine. You know, I I don't have a problem with people being like that, but if I met someone who said they only own Apple because of Steve Jobs, and I said, well, I have an Apple stuff because I actually prefer the way the operating systems, I wouldn't expect to be attacked. No, especially I think that's if a I lesson said to take from the podcast, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and and also this idea of legacy automakers, we're never going to take this lying down. Some of the products they're now coming out with are pretty incredible. Yeah, the Porsche Taycan, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, they they really have come to market, and they've said, "You're not having the hundred thousand pound market to yourself." Yeah, because this is our market, and we intend yeah. to fight for it. And what they've come with is a product that actually is doing. I mean, it's their best selling vehicle now. It's been quite incredible. Yeah, it um, is, very much so. So, I think as we move into a point where Tesla has to compete directly, not just sell itself on being electric car manufacturer that really delivers because it is it does deliver yeah they they might have this issue of 10% of all tesla model s's in germany don't make it past their first mot without some sort of fix which is bizarre but there's little issues like that which you can just you yeah. know brush off you can brush off little things like that and say well yeah i'm sure bmw and whoever I have yeah. similar statistics what you can't brush off is when you say other manufacturers are getting into this game they're making very good products. You're now not the only person selling something that has uh, a characteristic about it that yeah, is exactly that is different. And this is now a competitive place where you need to be selling yourself and moving on and moving forward. And I I don't know what it is and I don't know why anyone wouldn't want that if you are really a big fan of Tesla. You know, I I particularly like um, who do I particularly like. Maseratis, yeah. Uh, actually, Honda. Yeah. You know, I've I've owned several Hondas. I love the mm-hmm. Civic Type I I'd love the next next Civic Type R to be amazing. I don't want them if 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 they start getting bad press on day one. I want Honda to fix.
1: Yeah. You what, don't. You don't want a load of people to come on the internet and say, "Well, no, it's fine." Yeah. It's, no,
0: you, you're talking rubbish. It's like, well, you're just all idiots. No, if someone who, who has who makes their bread by doing car reviews. Yeah. says, I've driven 400 cars in the last couple of years. This was the worst one because of this. Yeah, you're and not going
1: to rush out and buy one. No,
0: and and they need to be listened to and thought about, not just because you had good, a good experience with the brand once. Um, This will all come from being a bit more open, a bit more willing to chat. And I would chat to anyone who loves Tesla because I think they do. Some of the things they do are brilliant. Yeah. The fact that you can own a car today in the UK, in the US, in Europe, wherever, You can plug it into a wall charger at night. You can, I think it would cost you probably 5 or £6 to charge up. Do a drive to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Get to your destination. Plug it in for an hour on a fast charger. uh, See see Edinburgh Castle. Drive back home. And be able to sit there with, they've got the cruise system that you can basically uh, just cruise along the, the motorways without needing to touch the steering wheel, obviously legally. Yeah, You've yeah. got to be, but that's where the system really comes into its own. And I think when it comes to self-driving, they really only need to resolve motorways. Very few people say, I love driving on the motorway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Most people do sit on some form of radar cruise control. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the fact that a car company has come out, they've built that product and it's real. It's not a concept. Mercedes had this when they... They recently released, uh, they had a concept that could do a 1,000 kilometres on a charge. Yeah, um, a concept. As, and it was a concept. It, it wasn't being made and released, but it was to show, look at what we can do yeah. with our battery technology. And then, I think three days later, Tesla came out and said, we've done 1,200 kilometres yeah. with our new battery, which actually isn't, is, is with a different company, and it's not being put in Teslas right now. And it was like, well... Sometimes why don't you keep your powder dry? Yeah, just, just there's no need to say that. There's no, no need to get involved in you that. You already have a good product that people are buying today. Yeah. You don't need to make a claim for something unless you're saying you really intend to deliver it. Yeah, and we're gonna bring in cars from next week. And when you've got year. cyber trucks being knocked back because you said they were gonna come out and then they didn't and they didn't and they didn't and roasters and sports cars that didn't and didn't and sem semi trucks or lorries as we'd have them here and they're not being released, not being released, probably deal with that, first, and I think this is the, the trouble of when you're on an ever hype machine people just want more and more and no one else can have their moment in the sun in the car world we've had the best innovation when other car manufacturers had their moment in the sun so Ferrari will be forever upset that Ford came to Le Mans and beat them with the Ford G2 yeah, exactly. but you know what, Ferrari were a better car company at the end of that than yeah. they were at the beginning and Ford were a better car company and so yeah. and and if you're a ferrari fan and you say your oh, Ford GTs are rubbish you, you you well you're not a car fan then are you you're yeah, biased exactly. and i i've never met a ferrari fan that would say all oh, fords are rubbish because it's not true because well <laughs> this is the thing you have to be able to appreciate other car manufacturers so i hope that it is probably not been as down the line as i was hoping we could try and keep this but no, we're not but saying we have it. tried and we- we need to
1: reiterate one last time that we're not bashing Tesla. We're just going no. to highlight some of the things that are maybe not as, not as amazing and wonderful as everybody is arguing that they are all the
0: time. Being in the cars, having having experienced the cars, I can say they make a good car. Do they make a great car in my eyes? Mm. Not yet. It's it's not for me because I don't like the idea of just having touchscreen and everything and having yeah. steering that feels not as connected as it should. On the other side, from company side, I think there's some issues that need to be addressed. And I think from the service side, if that's the future of car service, uh, we're all screwed. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and honestly, I don't think people will buy the product. If you keep going with that level of poor service, uh, you won't get the, the mainstream that you need. People who love Tesla and who would buy one no matter what, they won't support this company forever. No. And people will constantly say, well, oh, they're sold out for the next year, two years. Well, Mercedes have sold out on the G-Wagon for the next three years. That won't keep the company afloat. No, exactly. They, they need to be expanding to a wider and wider audience. And that's why Mercedes sell an A-Class, a yeah, smart car, and everything a else C-Class, and everything else in between. Uh, Tesla need to be out there and selling what is a great vehicle to a wider and wider audience. And the people that own them and the people that love them need to be saying, yes, I've had a... An Audi A6, or I've had uh, a, a Japanese sports car, or I've had an American muscle car, and I really like this because not this is the best car, and if anyone argues with me, they're wrong. Yeah, exactly, and that's where we need to—that's where we need to get to. Yeah, it's just being a bit more understanding. And I think, and, and what we'll get ultimately out of it is brilliant, more brilliant cars on the road. Yeah. So who doesn't want that? You yeah, know, exactly. Whatever badge whatever on the bonnet. This is why I'd quite happily drive a skoda a dacia uh whatever else people badge people don't respect as much they make some cracking cars i mean i've driven a dacia duster okay now this isn't a bmw x5 or a range rover but what a brilliant you know little runaround for the price and uh the the same with some of the smaller cars that are around so we're trying to be down the middle i hope people have enjoyed the podcast. Uh, regular service will be resumed <laughs> I said this before the next one. we'll try and give each other a bit more a ribbon than, than a yeah. particular yeah um, definitely thanks for listening everyone That that's the end of it um, I say if you like the podcast please do um, leave us a review like share and everything and else all the other things that people tell you to do alright guys <laughs> catch you in the next one see ya